Hey guys, this is Mark. I wanted to just take a moment to let you know that Ben's audio for this episode is sometimes a little hard to understand. Uh, We've been working on putting out a live video version of the Friday Habit, and we're still working out the kinks. Uh, In this episode, Ben's audio gets glitchy off and on, and some words get lost, but I think you'll still get the idea and what he's talking about. I really wanted to share this episode, and I think there's something in here for you. All right, here we go. Welcome to the Friday Habit. We're streaming live, so uh, we are on uh, my Facebook right now, but our YouTube channel, we're streaming live, so you can always go to YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel, and when we record these podcasts, we're going to start streaming them live, so you can kind of see behind the scenes of our podcast recording. So... Let's go ahead uh, and just run a teaser and an intro for the podcast. Let's do it. Let's roll. What job do you want your website to do for you? In today's episode, we talk about five jobs your website can do for your business and how to make your website do those jobs better. Oh, I'm interested. Welcome to The Friday Habit with Benjamin Manley and Mark Labriola II. The Friday Habit is for creators, entrepreneurs, and agency owners looking for actionable ideas on how to grow their business and be more profitable. We'll pull from our combined knowledge of over 20 years and interview thought leaders that will inspire you and give you the motivation you need to kick your business into high gear. Buckle up. It's Friday. All right. So, Ben, I have a question for you. All right. Shoot. When we make first contact with aliens. Okay. I'm looking forward to this. Yes. Okay. I've thought about this a lot. I'm ready. I have <laughs> okay. the answer. Okay, Go. good. Yep. Would you rather that the alien be of robot descent or of organic human descent? <laughs> Wait, okay. Or robot organic descent. alien. Okay. Like a robot okay, like, organic creature human or descent? A, like Okay. <laughs> Okay, an organic creature or like a metal creature, like basically a robot or an animal. Yes, yes, exactly. I mean, animal, I mean, we're using words that I'm sure aliens aren't using as far as aliens aren't humans or animals. But if we had to speculate, (laughs) what would you rather? I would, uh, well, from a safety standpoint, (laughs) depends on what what angle we're coming here. So for a curiosity standpoint, yeah. I would much rather the organic. I think that sounds okay. super interesting because seeing how a creature would have like adapted to a different planet or something, I, I think that organic would be more interesting to me. Okay. Mechanical. Eh, I, I'd much rather organic. Yeah. I, you know, I would say this is that I felt, I feel like um, if it's a robot we're not going to be able to reason with it, right? Like, it's going to be like human, bad, destroy, like, and it's just going to nuke us. <laughs> but if it is some sort of organic life form that can reason and debate, it might be better for us if we could try to communicate through math or something like that. I mean, haven't you ever seen, um, like, First Contact or yeah. – um, or not first contact, but contact and then arrival, you know, it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. at least a, a robot probably would just come down guns a blazing, no questions asked, but an alien species might be curious. I don't know. Hmm. Unless they're <laughs> so advanced and so intelligent that we can't even comprehend their technology or anything, you know, like for like an ant and they're mm-hmm. like a human to us, 
then it might just be like completely uh, hopeless. That, that cool. Is All true. right. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. <laughs> on for that, that note, <laughs> <laughs> let's jump in. I'm I'm interested about this topic because I feel like a lot of people um, have websites um, or have had a website and they need to maybe refresh their website. Um, or they have a, a, a site that they never pay attention to, but it's up there because they have to have one. Uh, but you're telling me that there's jobs that a website can do for you. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, that's the way I like to think about it. I mean, so I, you know, as you know, I run Knapsack uh, mm-hmm. web design company. We build websites on Squarespace um, and we, we love doing it. And I one of my jobs is to kind of um, meet with incoming clients, you know, people that want a website and kind of help them decide if we're a good fit for them or not. So one of my favorite questions to ask is what job do you want your website to do for you? Because mm-hmm. it helps clarify what is the whole point of this project? Why are we doing this? You know, um, and so I've noticed five pretty common categories they fall into. And that's why I brought up the five different jobs the website can do for you. I think there's much more than this. You can get much more detailed and there are other reasons to have a website, but these are pretty common ones. Um, and so I wanted to talk about the five jobs that a website can do. Some websites can do more than And also I want to talk about um, maybe you identify with one of these that you want your website for you and like how can we actually uh, make your website do that job better. So we'll talk about some ideas um, and some inspiration for you to kind of make your website better in each of those areas. All right. So number one, number one, first job that I get asked uh, about the most often or people say that they care about their website is building legitimacy. So for example, if you're like a consultant or maybe a speaker or somebody that needs to appear professional to other people, then a lot of times you'll want your website to kind of back you up, you know? So uh, someone refers you to someone else and they want to have you come speak at their event. They're going to, the first thing they're going to do is go check out your website and see if you look like a real professional or if you're, you know, just doing this in your free time or just to try to see like how serious you are about doing this. So um, I have a few tips down here. This is from a blog post. If you do want to see like the written version of this, you can go to knapsackcreative.com slash blog. And there's a blog post there of the same title. Um, but I'll just cover a few of these. So first is just creating a great impression uh, with a professional design. So just making sure that all your fonts, your color scheme, everything feels cohesive and it doesn't look like, you know, you just cobbled it together yourself in a couple of hours. A lot of people have the ability to build a website themselves, so go for it. But if you're ready to invest in something more then having a professional design is definitely going to help you um, stand out more and look more professional. Okay. So that's, that's one. I think showing examples or case studies of your work is also important. So just showing like your portfolio online or showing examples of your work. Another thing you can do is share your knowledge through blog posts. So I think you guys do this, don't you? Do you do you have a, a blog where you kind of talk about what you do to build trust with people? Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, we are releasing blog content on a consistent basis. Um, you know, one, because I think it's, it's a, a way for us to learn certain things. Uh, because doing research when you're writing a blog post and trying to understand all the different aspects of it, I think is, is really good. But then the other, uh, part of it is to, uh, you know, kind of share your authority in that particular space, you know, or at least break down the ideas of, you know, why do I think a video is important? Well, here's five things why I think a video is important. So, I think in our industry, people are constantly doing research and trying to figure out who they want to work with and who can provide the type of service that their business needs. And 
when they come across a blog post or something like that, we may be able to answer some of the questions they've been thinking about, which instantly gives us, uh, you know, an authority space in their mind, which gives them a little bit more confidence, I feel like, to contact us and get in, and get in touch. Yeah, makes sense. I also think uh, displaying quotes from happy customers is a good way to do this. So collecting testimonials from your customers and having those on hand. Quick tip on that, don't have giant long paragraphs from your customers. In most cases, you just want a really small uh, one-sentence snippet from what they have to say and just pick the best part of their quote. Uh, uh, another thing you can do is feature logos of your respective companies you've worked with. So you know, if, if you've worked with uh, recognizable companies or people that other um, people in your industry would recognize, then featuring those logos can be really helpful. Um, I think showing your team on your site. I know we show like our team on our site and show kind of like their past experience and how it relates to how they can help. Um, you don't need to go into too much detail about, you know, how many dogs you have. I think it's okay to mention a little of that, but mostly you want to like talk about what's relevant to uh, you being a better uh, <laughs> graphic designer that. or web developer, whatever it is. What are your thoughts on, because I know this is uh, something that I felt like I used to struggle with when I was, you know, when we were a lot smaller of an agency, when it was like me and then like one other person. And it was kind of like trying to figure out oh, do I put us on our website? Do I not? Do I just kind of have an about us thing? Because I don't want to scare anyone away because we're so small, you know? Um, do you have any thoughts about that or feedback? I'm sure that people have asked you, uh, mm -hmm. you know, particularly like, oh, well, there's only two people on our team. Should we have a, a team yeah. page? I think it depends on your industry. And if it really is going to hurt you to have only two people, then maybe don't put that on there. But I mean, I usually just encourage people to lean into who they really are, you know, and if you're only two people, be straight up about that because I think you're going to get better projects that are better fit for your team. If people see that transparency and see what you're like, see your personality, and you're going to attract people that are similar to you or that don't mind working with small teams, so you're not going to run into problems with them later on because it's upfront. It's it's very clear, like, hey, this is who we are, and you can still be professional and small. You don't have to appear larger than you are. So I usually encourage people not to try to appear like a huge company if they're not, unless there's like a really specific strategy they really need to do that. Okay. I mean, I think that I think that makes sense to me, right? Because essentially you wanna lead you wanna lead with authenticity and you don't want any surprises on the back end because Say someone does have an issue with working with a team that's small and all of a sudden you get to the final meeting and it's like, all right, well, where's your team? It's like, oh, it's me and one other guy. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They don't want to feel tricked into it, you know? So exactly. I think, yeah, you're going to get better quality if you go that route. Um, last thing on building legitimacy on your site is just including... And this only applies to certain people, but including like a protection, if you've been featured on any news stations or any specific, you know, uh, publications, then just having a little rip of logos made in your homepage or towards the bottom that just kind of shows, you know, some of the publications you've been featured in. Yeah, that that makes sense. Just to kind of build that authority, trust, essentially. Yep, exactly. So that's number one, how to build legitimacy. So that's your goal with your website. Those are a few quick ideas. Um so the second one is helping people discover you uh, because if, you know, you build a beautiful website and nobody sees it, does it really exist? Isn't that the saying? Something about a tree falling and yeah. the website not existing or something like that? <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Do, do we yeah. hear the tree if it falls in the, in the forest and nobody sees it? Right. 
So same thing with the website. Like, what's the point of building a website? Nobody ever finds it. Um, I know that some people want a great website and they know that most of their business comes from referrals, but they know those referrals are going to go look them up. So really, they just care about ranking for a search of their own business name. Most rank for keywords related to what you do. So for us, when somebody's just for Squarespace website design, Squarespace website agency, um, or story brand website designer. Those are the types of things we want to, you know, be easily found for. Um, so uh, that's one of the jobs your website needs to do is help people discover you. So there's a few things you can do. Um, you want to make sure that you title your your page strategically. So for example, if, if uh, you know, our website, we have... Um, if we want to have something where people can find us as a Squarespace website designer, we don't want to just have a page called straight up services. It'd be better to have a page called website design or Squarespace website design mm -hmm. because then we're using those keywords in the title and we're using the keywords at URL. Because Google does know what is a services page. People search for the word services. They're looking for a Squarespace website designer. So you just want to name your titles and your, your URLs uh, strategically in that way and work in more specific words that people are looking for. Okay. Um, and also writing long form blog posts is actually uh, really beneficial now. And SEO is changing all the time, but currently um, Google and other search engines are really prioritizing long form content. So if you write a really long guide that talks all about one specific thing and gives people info all the information you need about that one thing, then that will actually rank high, um, higher more easily than really short form blog posts. So um, we created for story site, our company that does um, website templates for story brand for the story brand framework. We created a page on that site called um, uh, story. It's, I think it's called story brand wireframe or something like that. I don't remember the exact URL, but mm -hmm. it's basically all about the specific wireframe. You can create a story brand and we create a whole page that explains what a story brand wireframe is. What is story brand? What is what are all the sections of a wireframe? And so we actually went to huge depth about what this thing is. And then we offer a free download at the end. But now we rank number one for that search term because we went and like created the ultimate resource of what is a story brand wireframe. So sometimes you have to put in the hard work in order to get the results, right? I exactly. Mean, That's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> I'm sure it... it took a lot of effort and energy to create that blog post. But once it's out there in the ether, then you have that, I always call it Google juice, um, that is going to start working for you. And then it'll kind of compound on itself as you continue to put out content and, and put out posts and stuff like that. So that yeah, makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. It takes some time, to but just think about like what is actually useful to people, you know, mm -hmm. and that's what Google wants to send people to is actually useful content. So if you're really being useful to people, then Google will send you more people. Yeah. So, um, that makes sense. I don't want to get too much in the weeds with all SEO stuff, but I'll just mention a few other quick things using alt text for your images. That just means like making your, sure your images have text associated with them so that when people search for story brand website examples or Squarespace website design examples, that you have some of the words work the description of your images and then your images can show up in image search or uh, people might find them and pin them on Pinterest. So it makes your images more discoverable. Um, it's also a good idea to set up a Google My Business profile, especially if you're a local business. Um, it's great to list your company in online directories. So if there's like a directory of media agencies or something like that, try to get listed in some of those. Um, 
having your website linked to from reputable sources really helps you rank higher. So having um, is that called like a backlink? Repu- yeah, yeah. So if you get some really good backlinks, then you can basically rise up. If you're getting spammy backlinks, it actually hurts you. So you only want reputable websites linking to you, not um, spammy ones. So that's how to get your website to do the job of helping people discover you. Okay. So that step number two. That's two. That's two. The next one is we want them to, uh, we want to actually build our email list. And the reason you want to do this is, you know, if somebody comes to your website and they're not ready to buy right then, you still want to capture their information so you can kind of develop a relationship with them over time. And sending emails to them and email marketing is still one of the most cost effective and, you know, basically just most um, effective ways to do this. So, um, what you can do is just include just a few quick tips. Include a, a sign-up box for your newsletter in the footer of every page on your site. So just to put it in the footer. That way, if somebody discovers you through a blog post or any way they find you, there's always a place where they can sign up. And don't just call it sign up for my newsletter because I don't think anybody wants to fill that out. It's like, I mean, unless they're super interested in everything you're doing, there's yeah. almost no one, I don't think, that's going to be like, oh, yeah, I wanted a newsletter. That sounds great. I don't think I've ever signed up for a newsletter uh, except for maybe an author or somebody who I, uh, there's this book called Atomic Habits by this guy named James Clear. And he has a newsletter that goes out every Thursday. And it's like a really, and it's like really crappy as far as like the design of it. It's just text, right. you know, spaced out, whatever. But the content in that every Thursday email is like really good. And so I think that was the only time I ever went on someone's site and was like, oh, let me sign up for your newsletter. Because we already get too much email as it is, right? It's like I'm already getting bombarded with email I don't want. So it's kind of annoying when you go to a website and it's like sign up for our newsletter. It's, there's got to be a better call to action there and, and some sort of value in order for me to actually want to sign up for something. How? How did he get you to sign up? Do you remember what it said? Did it do you what you were get what value you were gonna get when you signed up? You know, I I I was on I had I had bought his book and um you know was just kind of getting the email from buying the book. And then in that email, he's like, Hey, sign up for my newsletter and uh where I give out three tips and it gave like a little teaser, I think, of the stuff that was in that. Oh, so it showed an example of like, here's what email actually looks like and what kind of value. Exactly. And so then at that point I was like, oh, okay, I like, I like this content. I like this, you know, idea. And that's cool. uh, And I signed up. So, but you definitely have to lead with that value. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I tell people, it's like, if you're not providing something valuable, don't even keep sending your newsletter. It's kind of a waste of time if you're not providing value to people, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, in, if you are providing value, say what that value is on your site. You know, even even if you're not offering like a lead magnet or free download or free tool to get them on your email list, at least say, hey, we're going to be sending you this type of information once a month. You know, uh, you could be providing valuable industry information if you're serving a specific industry, or you can be providing um, just tips to help them with their business or just something related to what you offer. Um, so I just think you need to be really clear about how often you're going to be getting it, what they're going to be getting, if you're going to ask them to subscribe for the newsletter. The other option is you can have more of a lead magnet where you offer a really helpful checklist or a guide or a free PDF. We have a whole episode just on um, lead magnet ideas. So if you want to listen yep. to that, um, then you can always check that out too. We can link to that in the show notes. Um, so 
that's what I recommend as far as, as emails. You just need to offer something of value. Either, either be really clear about what's in your newsletter and how great it's going to be or mm-hmm. offer something of value up front that makes them want to sign up. Okay. I love that. And I think that uh, I, I heard somewhere too, actually, uh, I can't remember who was talking about this, but they were saying how as soon as they added some sort of piece of value on their website, like say they were getting like zero leads, then they added that one little deal and didn't do much promoting of the site. It's still, they started to get leads like trickle in. So it's almost like if you're not creating some sort of lead magnet, then you're missing out on, even if it's just one lead or something that like that, that comes in. Yeah. I totally agree. I mean, we've had a great experience with this. It's been cool because we've never done this before until about a year ago. And we started offering the free wireframe tool that we created. It's it's very simple. It's just a Google drawings document, but it helps people lay out their website in the story brand format. So when people sign up for that, I mean, we started getting maybe like 20 to 30 people a month, which I was really surprised just even that. I was like, that's awesome. People are signing up for this. So that's just super valuable because once you build it one time, it's pretty much runs on its own and it just brings you lots of opportunities. So mm, that's um, great. it's really worked for us. It's been cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's number three. Um, build your email list. Um, another job your website can do for you is actually make sales for you. What? Um, yeah, a salesperson. What? This sounds like it sounds like a scam, doesn't it? like. Seriously, hey, don't hire a salesperson. Hire your website. Do you own a website development company? <laughs> I do. Yeah. How did you know? It's so funny. Like, you're scamming me right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it works for us. So I mean, it doesn't work for every business, but um, you could sell workshops. You know, through your site with Squarespace, mm-hmm. you can set it up pretty easy. You can sell things as either a service product. You can sell a physical product or you can sell a digital product. Of course, there's plenty of platforms out there that let you do this. But another thing you can do is sell your time. You know, you can sell consultations and make it so that when you sign up through something like Calendly or Acuity, then you're basically able to take payment directly like right through your site. So I think just thinking through some of those things and thinking, okay, is there something I can charge for directly through my website and sell so that I could literally be selling stuff while I'm doing other stuff? at least a lower end option, you know, even if it's, mm-hmm. a, even if it's a guy that's like $9 um, that shows who's serious and who's not. And it makes you realize, Oh, this might be a lead that I actually want to reach out to because they actually spent money on something. And that helps you filter and decide who to focus your time on. And if you want to send those people individual emails or a Bonjoro video or something like that. A Bonjoro video. Yeah, I guess I should explain what that is. We did an episode with the founder of Bonjoro. Yes. That is true. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Bonjoro is a great um, tool that just lets you send a personal video email. And there's other tools out there too, but I love Bonjoro specifically because I think it's super easy. So the way I have it set up is um, when somebody fills out that wireframe tool, like I mentioned earlier, then it sends me a notification and says, hey, send a video to Bill or whoever signed up. And then I just record a video and say, hey, thanks for downloading the tool, Bill. hope it's helpful for you. Here's what we do. Feel free to join one of our calls on a Wednesday if you have any questions. And then people join the calls or chat me back or something. So, um, yeah, that's just an idea as far as um, if you're selling a low-priced product, that might be a good way to uh, identify people that are worth sending a personal video to versus Mm -hmm. just people are signing up for something free. Because if you get a high quantity, you need something to filter those. All right, I feel like I'm rambling. Um, let's let's move on. Let's go to All right. number five: increase quality of leads. Okay, 
All right, so we have we had a problem with this at Knapsack. This is a very first world problem, but we have too many people contacting us. That can't respond to all of them um, in a manner that we think is timely, right? So we want to make sure that we get back with everyone, answer their questions, because there's nothing worse than sending an email to a company or calling. I, I think about this with contractors all the time. If you're hiring somebody to work on your house, you call, like I've had the experience where I call like three people, leave voicemails, I never hear back from any of them. I want to be the type of company that when somebody reaches out, they're at least going to get a response from us. You know, I want them to at least get some type of response that's like, hey, we're busy right now. We can't take it on or just give them some suggestions or send someone else, whatever, not just hear nothing. So we're having, having trouble keeping up with the amount of people contacting us. We thought, okay, can we just increase the quality of the people contacting us instead of having such a high quantity? So a couple of little filters we put into our website. We did one thing we published our price on our website we decided hey let's go ahead and, and put our minimum price directly on our site and so it's right in the form like, as you're filling it out ask like hey what's your budget range like i don't really care what their budget is i just want them to read mm-hmm. the thing right next to it that says our project start at forty hundred dollars because i because that instantly vets somebody right i mean at that point yes they can either say i can afford that or i can't afford mm-hmm. that or right. if they're saying, well, I can afford a little bit more than that, but this is where it starts. Let me get some more information so I can tell them exactly what I want and then see how much that's going to cost. Exactly. And I think, I, think, I think that's a great technique in order to uh, save yourself from wasting a bunch of time with somebody mm-hmm. who you go through all this energy and time maybe communicating back and forth. And then uh, you come to find out that, oh, their budget won't allow for you to work with them. And then it's just like, you have to start all over again. So I, I I think a lot of people are are afraid. I know like when I first started, I was afraid, well, if I put a price on the website, then I'm going to scare people away, you know, but then in in all reality, I really want those people to be scared away. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, it's really hard because, you know, and I, and I know you, you care about this too, but we want to serve as many people as we can and we don't want to cut out the people that have lower budgets. Um, but at some point you have to decide who you can help and who you can't help. And we have, you know, other options for, for people, a story that it's lower price. So we can do a template based solution instead of something custom knapsack. Um, so I think, yeah, there is that fear of like maybe losing out on opportunities, um, or, you know, scaring people away. But to me, it's kind of like, yeah, we, we actually want that to be a qualifying factor at this point because it will save them time and it will save us time. So it's actually kind of a kindness to everyone. You're just clear up front about you know, what, what it's going to cost. So we include that now. We include pricing. Um, we also on our website publish our timeline now. So when somebody looks at that form, it says, when are you hoping to get your project done? And then we actually say, hey, we're now booking projects for, you know, April 2021 or whatever, you know, May 2021, however far out it is so that they okay. know... Hey, when you know if if I need this sooner, then I may as well not even reach out because I know it's not going to work. So right. it just cuts down on that back and forth that's unnecessary. And this is really not necessarily a problem that you want to solve first. This is a a, a problem once you have like once you've solved these other things and you've you've actually got your website doing these other jobs, like actually helping people discover you, built you know all that kind of stuff. Now your problem is like filtering through all the people that are finding you. And so it's it's their website is is almost being an admin, answering some yeah, of those simple questions yeah. right away. Like, hey, mm-hmm. this is our starting price point. We can't start yep. until this time. And so, yeah, it's doing a job. Your website's doing. Yeah. A, what job is this? <laughs> what number is this? Is this three, four? 
Number 72. No, it's number five. <laughs> number five. This is it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The last one. Yeah. Increasing quality of leads. So, I mean, I think another thing you can do is like listing the types of projects that you don't do. Like mm-hmm. you can say like, Hey, we're a great fit for people that are looking to do this. It's like, here's who we're not a great fit for people that are looking to do this. And then upfront people can kind of decide like, Oh, okay, that's me. So I, I probably shouldn't work with them. Mm-hmm. So once again, it's, it's just kind of clear communication for people. Um, one last idea is to create a, instead of a contact form, create more of a way to put yourself into a different category too. Uh, and basically, instead of having a contact form, you have an application like, hey, we only take on X number of clients per year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we take it very seriously. So you must apply to become a client. So you could actually go that route, raise your prices and say like, all right, you have to actually apply, you know, to even meet with us. So right. I don't want to be too standoffish because I think that can come across as unhelpful in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's an option if things get extreme. You know what I mean? So I was like, hey, sorry, due to the volume of queries, we can't talk with everyone. But if you fill out this application, you know, then we'll get back with you. So it's like it gives them a little bit higher of a fence to jump over, and the people that are really serious will go through that, and then you can talk to them. Yeah. All right. So. To recap, we got five jobs your website can do for you. One, it builds legitimacy, right? It makes you, it shows uh, that you know what you're doing and that you have skills that will um, service the people who are looking for you. Two, it it helps people discover you. You uh, have keywords and other information, images, all those kind of things on your website. Those things are going to go out into the ether. And when someone's doing research and trying to figure out who they're going to work with, they'll find you. Three, it builds your email list. So if you don't have some sort of lead magnet or something like that, uh, go back and listen to our episode on on that. Um, and... Uh, it essentially will just be working for you day and night. When someone visits your website, it's going to pop up and it'll add a little email to your spreadsheet or wherever you designate it. Number four, it helps make sales for you. Uh, say you have a product that you're selling, uh, like say a pre-made website. Well, someone could add that product to their cart and they could buy it right then and there. And then number five, it increases the quality of your leads. So, you know, essentially, uh, you need someone to kind of vet people who are coming to you, to you and uh, taking up your time. And a website is a great uh, thing to do. Uh, it's a great vehicle to do that for you because you can put your price, you can put time frames, all those other kind of things to work with you on there. And then people will know if they're able to work with you or not. And so it vets out those leads. So I think that's fantastic. Yeah. I found the episode number. Episode 31 is... Uh, okay. It's about lead magnets and how to turn website browsers into buyers. Check that out too. Boom. All right. Also, check out uh, fridayhabit.com. There you can find show notes for this episode. You can also um, find ways to get in touch with us. And one of those ways is you can email us at hello at thefridayhabit.com. And you can leave us a voicemail message. And if we get a voicemail message, no one's been brave enough to send us a voicemail message yet. But when they do, you know that you're going to get played on our show. Um, 
Also, at thefridayhabit.com, you can get a guide there, and that's going to show you how to set aside one day each week to work on your business instead of always working in your business. Yeah, and if you guys enjoyed this episode, it would be awesome if you uh, just subscribe to the podcast to get it uh, delivered every Friday. Um, and also leave us a review in the Apple Podcast app or if you have any questions or comments, leave them on YouTube. We have uh, our YouTube channel up. You can do that there as well. And if you're curious what we look like and match up our faces with our voices, then check out the Friday Habit on YouTube. That's right. And until next time, live every day like it's Friday. <laughs>